Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. Amen. Amen. Well, let me ask you again, how's everybody doing today? Praise God. Praise God. Those of you that are online, let us know how you're doing. We're glad that you're here this morning, whether in person or online. Welcome to Renew Church. If you're a guest this morning, there's a connect card on your chair. Maybe you got one on your way in because uh, we're going to bless a family with a a Visa gift card, a back to school, just kind of a blessing for one family uh, that that might need that. So fill out that card and uh, make sure it's complete, make sure it's legible, and we're going to bless somebody with some some, uh, back to school funds, just a, a little gift just to say we're, we're thankful for you and we know what it's like right now uh, going into this, uh, this season. So we are in our, our, our sermon series week three of Unlocked and uh, we've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks. We, we started with this, this concept of unlocking the conversation and, and uh, the fact that you've got to be teachable, you've got to stay close, you've got to experience the afterglow. As, as Moses uh, Moses spoke to God as a man speaks with his friend, and, and he had this relationship with God, and we talked about the fact that you've got to unlock the conversation. We talked about, the next week, we talked about unlocking the potential, and, and uh, how like Gideon, he had to get out of the wine press and see who he was, the potential that the angel of the Lord saw in him, which was that he was a mighty warrior, and God saw that in him. This is the, the final week in the, the, the or not the final, next week we got something else we're doing, but this, this is a week that's a special week in it, and it is called Unlocking the Secret. I don't know if you guys have noticed this thing that's been on the stage for the last couple of weeks, but this is the, the kind of the, the elephant in the room. It's this big box that, that's here, and it's intentional that it's kind of big, it's kind of awkward looking, it, it takes up space, and it's kind of bulky around us, but it's because we want you to understand this concept this idea that, that like sometimes this unlocking this, this conversation or the potential or even the secret, which is what we're going to talk about today, it's kind of like, it's kind of big, it's, it's kind of the elephant in the room, it's the thing that we need to like, we need to get to, but so often we walk around just leaving it right where it is, leaving it right where it lies, just kind of in the box, just safely stowed away in our life. Everybody sees it, you see it, you know all about it, but for whatever reason, it's just one of those things that doesn't really, um, you know, get opened. It doesn't get unlocked. And so we're talking about this uh, this week, and we've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks because we want to help you. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. Now we're unlocking the, the lights. It's starting to break open. But um, we're, we're talking about this idea of unlocking the secret this morning. And I, w- I want you to uh, go there with me. Um, why don't we pray together before we even get into the message? Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you for this, your word. I pray that your word would speak to hearts and lives today in this message. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, amen. amen. You guys are, are, are got to come to life this morning. You got to help me. Even when I said in all of God's people, I was like, is there only one God's person? And all of God's person said, amen. it's got to be all of God's people. Amen. All right. So help me out second service. Here we go. Well, um, have you ever met the person that, that's just a natural, like they, they're just a natural at whatever it is that they're, they're gifted at? They, they, they seem to have this, like they have potential, we talked about that last week, but 
it's potential plus. Like, it's not just potential, it's, they are a natural school, like, it, it's so easy for them, they just literally, um, you know, breeze through the classes without even studying, it's, it's uh, maybe it's art, like they can sketch something up on the back of a napkin, and it's like, how did you do that, where did you come up with that piece of, uh, you know, artwork, and, and uh, maybe it's ministry for some, they're just very gifted at ministry, others it's sports, it's like, you know, you give them a ball of any kind, and they know how to score with it, um, it's language for others, it's cooking for some, it's, it's parenting, you know the parent that like their kid never gets in trouble, the kid never does anything wrong, not my kids, but uh, they're pretty close, they're, I got good kids, um, or business, you know, they're a natural, they're a natural at it, like I'm thinking about like I've got a, a brother that, that, or two brothers that, that are in business and they're very, very successful businessmen, they just know how to do things and, and when they do something in business, it's just like, um, and I do believe it's a favor of God. I do believe it's a blessing of God because they seek first the kingdom of God. They honor God with, with their, 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 their time, their talent, their resources. But it's just like they just have this, this thing where if they do it, it's going to succeed and it's going to be successful. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help others with that. In high school and college, I was, I was the guy that, that hated math. I avoided math in any way that I could. I, like, I'm kind of embarrassed now to talk about this and, and for my daughters to hear this, but I took the bare minimum in high school and college. When it came time, I, I was having to take, like, so in high school I took college, or, or I took high school algebra, algebra two, and geometry. But then any of the advanced classes, I was like, no, I'm good. Can I graduate with this? Oh, okay, then I'm good. I don't need anything else. And then in college, I took like the bare minimums. So it looked like that basic math that still got a college credit. But then they required me to take this like aptitude test or something like that to prove that I was prepared for college algebra because that was the minimum requirement that you had one math uh, algebra, college algebra, and I failed it miserably. I did terrible at it. So they said, you need to pay and go to college and not get any credit for this. You need to take this remedial college math course and you, you've got to pay for it and you don't get college credit. And I was like, could you repeat that like again, you want me to do what? I'm not doing it. I, I can't do it. So I figured out a loophole. I found my loophole. My loophole was that you could go to a state school during the summer and you could do it almost like an elective. And if you failed it, it, it is what it is. You didn't, it didn't matter that much. But I was like, no, I'm not failing it. I'm getting this credit and I'm getting it in this eight week, you know, summer semester. And I did. It was the hardest thing I ever did because I'm terrible at math. But I got it done with the tutor and, and, and just barely by the skin of my teeth. You see, you have people like me that, that are not natural at that. And then you have people like the guy in the back. His name is Josh Lopez. He's the lighting engineer that has been at Renew Church for the last four years. Let's give Josh Lopez a round of applause. Josh Josh needs to get credit because he gets a lot of like blame when things don't work the way they're supposed to. Like he gets a lot of blame, so sometimes he needs to get some credit when things go well. But Josh has been faithfully a part of Renew for the very, very beginning. He's a lighting engineer, but he's more than just a lighting engineer at Renew. He's actually an engineering student. He's actually a, a really, really smart kid. He's one of these kids that can literally like take the test if it's math related and like pass it with, without a whole lot of struggle. As we said last week, he's got potential, 
But you know what the secret is to, to going beyond just using that potential and, and, and taking his natural ability to, to excel at what he wants to do and what he wants to, to, to achieve? He's got to work at it. He's got to put forth effort beyond just breezing through it because really, like Josh could, if he wanted to, he could slide through college, even get the degree and maybe, you know, make the GPA that, that's the bare minimum. But if he wants to engineer rockets, then he's going to need to be the top of his class. If he wants to, to, to do some like high-level engineering, then he better do really, really good at college. Now, if he wants to engineer vacuum cleaners, like he could probably just slide through at the bottom of the you know, class and no big deal. He would still make a lot of money. You ever priced a Dyson? Those things are ridiculous. It's like the price of a car. But um, if you really want to excel, you've got to work at it. You've got to push yourself on it. And today I want to talk to you about this. I want to talk to you about unlocking the secret in this concept. Okay, so before Christ... Old Testament, there was a mystery, or you might even call it a secret, and only few had the opportunity to discover the answer to the mystery surrounding God and his workings. These were the people like Moses, who spoke to God as a man speaks with his friend. These were people like the priests who entered the Holy of Holies and were able to intercede on behalf of the people. These were people like the priests of the Old Testament, people like Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel, and Zechariah. These were people that had a special connection to God but they, were all, they also were intermediaries for the Israelites, the, the Jewish people, the children of Abraham. Everybody else, if you were Gentile, if you were not an Israel, a Jewish person, if you were not Israelite, then you lived in a constant state of darkness, confusion, and depravity. You literally, there, was, there wasn't much hope for you if you were not um, an Israelite person. New Testament, fast forward. Second half of the Bible, New Testament, Jesus, the Messiah, arrives. He gets baptized, he begins his ministry, he does miracles, he recruits disciples, and Jesus is building a following. Everywhere he goes, people want to hear from Jesus. On one occasion, he has this huge audience, and he sets the stage in a boat off the shore, and he tells this parable, this parable in which I'm going to read with us today. Starting at Matthew chapter 13, that's where our text is, and the words will be on the screen as I read it out loud. This is what it says. That same day, Jesus went out of the house, and he sat by the lake, and such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and he sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, a farmer went out to sow a seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times that which was sown." Here's a, a key verse, verse 9. This is a verse you've probably read and never even paid attention to, but it's a verse that I want us to kind of uh, zone in on this morning. It's, whoever has ears, let them hear. Whoever has ears, let them hear. So Jesus tells a parable. He shares this thing to them. Uh, and then he says, whoever has ears, let them hear. Verse 10, the disciples came to him and they said, why do you speak in parables? And here's, here's uh, what Jesus says. Because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. 
because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. This is a hard teaching. I mean, just listening to that, stopping long enough to to hear that. Like he says, whoever has will be given more, but whoever does not have, even what they have, it will be taken from them. Those are hard words. Not mine, but Jesus. And then he says, this is why I speak in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In in him, in, in them, is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. And then he says, but blessed are your eyes, because they see, and your ears, because they hear. For truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. So these are, this, this is a group of people and the disciples, he's talking to them, and he's saying, here's here, here you are, you have ears to hear and eyes to see and a heart to understand, but there are people amongst us, they have ears but they don't hear. They have eyes but they don't see. They have a heart but it's closed, it's calloused, it does not understand. So, so Jesus opens with the parable and, and talks about this seed and soil and we're, we're going to talk about that and then he, he closes with what it means and, and I'll read this, verse 18. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times that which was sown. This is God's word. We're thankful for it. God, I pray that you would speak to us even now in your word, that we would have the ears to hear and the eyes to see and the heart to understand what it is you're saying. God, speak to these people in this room. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. So Jesus tells this parable and he's talking about the seed and the soil and the sower. So the sower is us. We're the sowers. We're the ones that sow. We're the ones that, that cast. The seed is the gospel. It's the good news of Jesus Christ. It's the message of of Christ crucified and resurrected. It's the hope of glory that we have, that it's not by our works that we're saved. It's because of what Jesus Christ did that we can experience salvation, eternal life, and even abundant life here on earth. That's the seed. That's the gospel. And the soil is where the seed goes. It's what it's received on. And, And he talks about these different kinds of soil. He says... There's the soil that's really not soil at all. It's more like a sidewalk. It's the path. And when the seed is sown onto the sidewalk or the path, the birds come along 
and eat it before it can even do that little germination thing. It, it, it's gone. It, it, it's no longer the seed of the gospel. It's bird seed for birds. It's invaluable. It's, it's not worth anything. There's no understanding in that. That's, that's the seed that's sown amongst the path. There, there is no understanding. It, nothing is received there. It's taken before it's even given. Then there's the seed on the rocky places, and it, and it springs up. So in other words, it, it, it does germinate. It does something happens. The gospel begins to go forth, but it springs up in such a way that it, it has no root. There's no foundation. And the sun and the elements of life begin to burn it before it even starts. It's dead before it even gets going. And this is the, the seed sown amongst the rocky places, no root or foundation. Then there's the seed sown amongst the thorns. And the seed sown amongst the thorns, it, it, it grows, but it's choked out. It's choked out. It's, it's still there, but it's, it's choked out by the worries of life and the deceitfulness of wealth and, and these things that can sometimes get in the way of what the gospel wants to do in your life. And all of a sudden, you, you receive it, you, you like it, you want it, but you also want everything else. And that's the soil amongst the thorns. And then there's the good soil that produces 100 times, 60 times, or 30 times that which was sown. It's, it's reproductive soil that, that is, is good, it's healthy, and, and you see fruit come from that seed. Jesus is saying to these people, and he's saying to each and every single one of, one of us, that all of you are a soil. All of you are a soil. Whether it's the path, whether it's the rocky soil, whether it's the, the, the soil amongst the thorns, or it is productive, 30, 60, or 100 times that which is sown. So by process of elimination, are you productive? 30, 60, 100 times that which was sown. Are you? Are you thorny? Is, is the, the, the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth, is it what's choking out what the gospel wants to do in you? Is it, is it rocky? Is the relationship with you and God kind of rocky? Is it kind of this, I, I love God, praise God. We went to a, a special service. I went to the worship night. I, I, am, I was impacted. But then the elements of, of, of life come and because you have no foundation, because you have no root, you're, you're literally like the dead flower laying over on the, on the, on the flower garden. Or is it the seed that's sown amongst the path. We're going to talk about that seed at the end. We're going to talk about the, the people that literally come in and sometimes they come and they, 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 they check out before they even start. And that might even be some of you in here today. Just literally here, but you're not here. You know what I'm saying? You're like, how much longer is it for, for him to be done? Now, I'll give you a hint. If you ever want to know, there's a timer on the back wall. It's set at 30 minutes. There's only 11 left. Made y'all look. Some of y'all looking. Here's the points that I want you to get. I cannot believe it's already been 20 minutes. Here's the points that I want you to get. Number one, the gospel is not meant to be a secret. If you're taking notes, the gospel is not meant to be a secret. The seed is the gospel. It's sown on all types of soil, and the soil represents you. It's up to you to allow that seed to grow and take root in your life. 
It's, it's available to you. It used to be a secret. There was a day, there was a time when for, for Gentile people, for the, the, that's us, if you're not Jewish or Gentile, it was a secret. In fact, Colossians chapter 1, Paul says it like this, for the sake of the body, which is the church, that's us, I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Praise be to God. Like this is, this is, it was a mystery. It was a secret. It was for, for the Jewish people. But thanks be to God that it's been uncovered and revealed to each and every one of you. And this, the, the glorious riches of this mystery is Christ in you, the hope of glory. I hope you live like that. It was once a mystery, but this verse tells us that it's no longer. It's it's Christ in us, and it's no longer a secret. The gospel is not a a, a secret. So even when I I I, uh, you know tease you with the title that that's called unlocking the secret, I, I want you to know it's it's not. The gospel is good news for all people that whosoever believes in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. The gospel is not a secret. Amen. Second point is, is that you've got to use it to strengthen it. You've got to use it to strengthen it. Like, like Josh in his engineering degree, or, or Steph Curry in his shooting skills, or Stephanie in her worship ability, if you want to strengthen it, you have to use it. Amen? Amen. If you want it to grow, if you want it to get stronger, if you want to not just slide by with the, the, the bare minimums, then you've got to work at it. Don't just live on your potential. Don't just live on your natural ability. If you want to strengthen it, you, to use it, you've got to strengthen it. As Christians, we're not talking about a, a works-based salvation. We're not talking about the fact that you've got, to, you've got to work at it as in to earn your salvation. No, we're saved by grace through faith, not by works so that no man can boast. But, so we're not practicing a religion, but we are practicing a relationship we are practicing a relationship, and, and if, you're, if you want to argue with me about this, if you're like, no, I don't, I don't think you have to practice it, Pastor. I think it's just there. You have it. You're, you're, a, you're a child of God. You're a Christian. You, you're, you're sold out to Jesus, so you don't have to practice a relationship. Okay, well, let's try it then. Do you have to practice a relationship with your spouse? If you don't, how is that working out for you? Like, if, if you're not practicing the relationship, if you're not spending time with them, or your child, or your brother, or sister, or whoever it is, if you're not practicing the relationship, how's that working out? Oh man, he's, he's still there. You know, I made the decision 50 years ago, he's still there. How's that working out? Well, what's God doing in your life? Is there fruit? Is, there, is, is it 30, 60, 100 times that which was sown? What's the soil look like in your life? You've got to use it to strengthen it. And then the final point is, is seekers find the secret. The final point is, is that seekers find the secret. It was my dad's uh, favorite verse. It was the, the verse that, that uh, he, he built ministries around and, and lived off of. It's Matthew 6, 33. Most, many of you know it well. It's, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you 
as well. The seekers find the secret in the same way that, that Josh wasn't just handed, handed a, 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 you know, the ability to do all of the things that he does in his, his, his math mind without pushing and pursuing and working at it. The same thing is true in our relationship with God. Seekers find the secret. Seekers grow. Seekers are, are the ones that are really like hearing from God. They're seeing God. They're, they're understanding God. These are the, when, when, when Jesus is saying they don't have the ears to hear, they don't have the eyes to see, they don't have the heart to understand, but seekers do because seekers have found the secret. Jesus said in verse 14 of, of that Matthew 13, he says, in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears. And they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and I would heal them. To get the secret, you've got to open your ears. To get the secret, you've got to open your eyes. To get the secret to unlock these things you've got to open your heart it's a revelation of the spirit so how do you do it here's practical ways seek him with your time seek him with your time i'm not just talking about the one hour out of 168 that that we have in a week and in, in the one hour and i'm thankful that you give this hour but i'm saying really seek him with your time find find time for god in your private devotions and prayer, getting away from the cares of this world just to hear from God. Seek Him with your time. Join a small group. They're launching next month, September 11th. Be a part of a small group and, and begin to, to have iron sharpen iron, men with men, women with women. There's some couples groups and different kinds of groups, but this, these opportunities for you to really seek God. And I know, man, we live in Miami. There's all kinds of stuff, excuse after excuse after excuse. But you choose, like, you prioritize what's important. So seek Him with your time. Seek Him with your talent. Next week, or next month, starting in September, you don't want to come here if you've got a consumer mindset. If you've got a consumer mindset where you're just like, I just want to receive... Now, there's a season to receive. There is a season sometimes. I've been in church where sometimes I was just like, man, I just got to rest. But if you've been resting for like 10 years or, you know, 20 years, it's time to stop resting and start being the church, okay? The church is, is not just sitting for an hour on Sunday. The church is, is, is you give of your talent. You use what God has, has purposed in you. you. You discover your purpose. We do it in Growth Track. We're doing it right after the service. You discover your purpose so you can make a difference. You give of your talent. Yes. If you don't want to hear that, don't come back next month. Yes. So what the church was, Acts chapter 2, the church was all about. Like everyone had everything in common. Check out Acts 2, 42 to 48 and see what church is supposed to be. It's not the church that's, that's in Miami today. It's the church of the New Testament. That's what I want you to experience. You give of your time, you give of your, your, your talent, you give of your treasure. You give of your resources. Some of you need to learn how and trust God with the tithe. You need to believe God for the tithe. It has been, for me, I don't even know how to describe it. I, I can't explain how God has met my needs. My wife, who 
is semi-part-time just because she can and she has the time. But we live in Miami. We have a nice home and, and, and two cars and all the things we need. And somehow we do it on, on one, mainly one income. How do we do that? Because we've trusted God with the tithe. And he's met all of our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. You've got to seek God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things will be added unto you. Seek him with your time, your talents, with your treasures. Otherwise, maybe your ears are closed. Otherwise, maybe your eyes are closed. Maybe your heart is callous. As Jesus was talking about these people that he was preaching to, maybe it's, 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 it's calloused in such a way that you're just like, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't listen to that. Check your heart. Ask God, 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 is this of you? Is my consumer mindset of you? Is, is, is my, my just coming and, and sitting, is, it, is that of you? Is that what you want of me? I'm trying to help you unlock the secret. And I know I'm stepping on some toes, but I want you to know this, this, is, this is part of it. This is how we grow. This is how we pursue it, not just by sitting back, but by leaning in and saying, God, what do you want to do? Last story, and I'm gonna, uh, I'll close with this. I was talking to a friend of mine this week and uh he said you know for 20 years i went to church 20 years i went to church and i knew i knew him i knew the church he went to and it was a good church and all of that he said but for 20 years i went to church and every time the pastor got up to preach i literally zoned out i literally started thinking about the chores that i needed to do around the house uh, the, the the stuff i had to do at work the people i needed to talk to after church i literally zoned out for 20 years his ears were closed, his eyes were closed, his heart was calloused. For 20 years I did that. I, I did the math on that. If he went faithfully 20 years, that's 1,500 hours. That 24-hour days, he, he spent 63 days of his life sitting, just going like this. Like literally not, not hearing or receiving. 63 days of his life just sitting for nothing. But this week, he testifies and he tells me, he says, but Trevor, something has happened in my life in the last year. And um, I feel like when I come into church and when it's time to receive the word, literally I feel like God is speaking directly to me. 20 years of this, but in the last year, he, he sits and he's like, I think God's talking to me. He's not talking to them. He's, the, the pastor's literally preaching at me. Isn't that good? Man, that's my prayer for you guys. That's my desire for each and every single one of you, that you aren't just thinking about what you have to do after church or where you got to go or the stuff you got to catch up on, that you would say, God, what are you saying to me? My eyes are open. My ears are open. My heart is open. God, what is it that you want to say to me? For the first 20 years, this guy was the, the soil, uh, the, the seed amongst the weeds, the cares of life, the, the, the chores at the house, the, the, the deceitfulness of wealth, it, those things. For 20 years, it was choking him out. But in the last year, he's become good soil producing 30, 60, or 100 times that which was 
sown. What if God begins to do that in you? We're talking about unlocking the secret. And the secret is, is like I said, it's not really a secret. But Paul says it in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. He says this in 1 Corinthians. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom. This is chapter 2, verse 6. Stand with me. We're going to wrap up. Stand with me. He says, We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. In other words, the rulers of that age... They, their, their eyes were closed, their ears were closed, their heart was calloused. But he said, however, as it is written, no eye, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him, the, these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. What I want you to ga- grasp, what I want you to gather from this message is, is no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared, what God can do, and what He wants to do in you. You, can't, you, you don't have to sit 20 years in a pew, in a, in a chair, and, and just wait for church to be dismissed. You can say, God, speak, for your servant is listening. God, I, I want you to do something. I want you to unlock something in my life and in my heart. I want you to transform me from the inside out. That's what He wants. And that's what he's willing to do if you're willing to let him. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes with me this morning? And if God's speaking to you and, and, and you have been one that maybe was, man, just a little bit like your eyes were just a little bit closed. Your, your ears were just a little bit out of tune. Your heart was just a little bit hardened. And God's speaking to you. You feel like God's speaking to you. And you you say, God, I really want you to speak to me. God, I really want you to do something new and fresh in me. God, I want you to unlock something in me. Today can be that day. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you would say, Pastor, here and now, I'm, I'm ready to receive. I'm ready to open my eyes, my ears, and my heart for what it is that you want to do pastor pray for me right here right now just lift your hand right where you're at and say I want to have an open heart I want to have an open mind I want to have open ears see your hands see your hands see your hands praise God put your hands down there may be some online or in the room this morning that here and now you're you, you have to take the first step. And if this is your first time at Renew Church, I always make sure I give this opportunity because I never know if it might be your last opportunity. But that first step is a decision to surrender your life to Jesus. I can't pray you into it. I can't pray it for you. It's your declaration. It's your decision. To start the relationship, to begin the relationship, it starts by a a surrender, a letting go and saying, God, have your way in my life. 
forgive me of my sins. Come in and transform me from the inside out. If, if God is speaking to you today, and you want to make that declaration, just right where you're at, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, just lift your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me today. I'm making that decision. Just lift your hand right where you're at. Online, just say, today, I have decided to follow Jesus. We're going to pray this prayer together, and I invite you and encourage you to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. I know that I'm a sinner, that I've made mistakes. I pray that you'd forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Make me brand new. Today, I declare you my Lord and my Savior. I choose to follow you. Open my eyes. Open my ears. Open my heart. Speak to me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise for what he's doing. God's working in your life. We want to hear about it. We want to talk to you after the service. We want to help you take next steps in your relationship with God. Let's sing this closing song together.
You may be seated. And that was a powerful message, followed by some powerful worship. Give it up for the worship team, please. And if you want some more of that, please join us tonight in our third and final week of our night of worship. Um, at 7 o'clock this afternoon, or this evening, I should say. 7 o'clock is the evening. Um, it's going to be a powerful night of fellowship, of worship, and a prayer. We pray that you all will join us for that. Also, on September 18th, if you have a child that you would like to dedicate the Lord to the Lord, we are having child dedications, again, September 18th. If you have any questions or you just want some more information on that, please reach out to Emily Pound, and she will help you with that. So is anybody here in a small group? There you go. Does anyone miss joining their small groups? All right. Small groups will be kicking off the week of September 11th. We are going to have a full list of all the small groups available next week. There's going to be men's group, women's group, CR. There's going to be plenty of, of groups. I believe we're going to have a group almost every day of the week. So you can find one that you will fit in. Um, if you have any questions, there will be plenty of people that you can reach out to, but you can definitely reach out to, you can reach out to myself, to Pastor Trevor, to Pastor Mikey. We will all be willing to answer any questions you might have. But moving on, Misfit Youth. Yes. Misfit Youth will be kicking off September 2nd, but before that, Next Saturday, right out here in the field from noon to 3, we will be having a barbecue. We'll have some pools out there, water guns, games. It's going to be a great afternoon of just fellowship, fun. If you have any high school, middle school age students, please bring them out. It's going to be a great time. We're going to have some burgers. My old man's actually going to be manning the grill. It's going to be a great time. So please come out next Saturday and join us. Um, as uh, we stated earlier on in the service, if you can, please fill out one of these connections cards. On the way out, there's going to be some buckets. Make sure that we can read them. If we can't read them, you can't win. So make it le legible, fill out all the information correctly, and you will be eligible to win a $100 Visa gift card. Also on the way out, in the coolers on the side, for the kids, we are having, there's some ice cream cones that you can... Um, Please give uh, ice cream cones to the kids on the way out as well. So while you're filling out your chance to win $100, the kids can have some ice cream. So if you could welcome me in joining uh, our, in inviting Pastor Trevor back up, there's a special um, message to give. Thank you, Carlos. I'm going to invite, yeah. I'm going to invite Christina to come up. Christina Orozco has been our... Uh, RC Kids director for the last several months, seven months or so, and uh, we have a little bouquet that we want to give to you, and uh, Diego wants to give you a hug. Christina has done an amazing job at uh, leading our RC Kids for the last uh, over half a year, six, seven months, something like that. And uh, she said, Pastor, I'll, I'll help you to Easter. And then we were like, hey, could you go a little longer? And she helped us through the summer. But she's a, a school teacher, and uh, she has a 
uh, a huge responsibility, teaches way up on the beach, so she has a commute. She started a master's program this year, this, this literally this coming week, and she's got a lot on her plate. So Christina is stepping back from uh, RC Kids director position, but not without us giving her a, a round of applause. Can we do that? And telling, telling you how, how thankful we are for your, uh, your sacrifice, for your love for our kids, for the leadership to our leaders. I mean, we have a, a, a great staff team of, of, of uh, RC Kids leaders and just everything that, that you've done. I want to pray with you and over you before we go. And, um, and then uh, make sure on your way out that you say thank you to Christina. She's not going anywhere. She's just not our RC Kids director uh, going forward. We've got some, some interim plans we're working on. And uh, stay tuned for that. But your kids are in good hands. But uh, thank you, Christina. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for Christina, for her life, for who she is. God, for her willingness to be used of you. God, to, to uh, be one of those seeds sung, sown amongst the good soil to produce fruit 30 60 or 100 times that which was sown continue to do great works with her at, the, at her school god and in her master's program and in her future endeavors even with renewed church god bless her and be with her be with her family god her uh, just everything that she puts her mind to put your hand upon her help her to continue to hear from you to see you and to understand what it is you're doing in her life it's in jesus name we pray and all of god's people said amen, amen. god bless you christina amen finally Finally, it's my portion, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm responsible. If you want to give to Renew, there's offering envelopes in the chairs in front of you. You can give uh, by dropping that offering in the bucket or a box on your way out. You can also give online by going to renew.miami forward slash giving. Or you can text the word give to 786-565-1165. You can set up recurring giving. Thank you so much for your faithfulness and giving. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for your love for us. I pray that you bless the giving of your tithes and our offerings. Use them for your kingdom here and around the world. We pray for those in person and those online. God, just be with us as we go from this place. Bring us back for a night of worship. Bring us back for the final week of Unlock next week. God, just have your hand upon our people. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, amen. amen. Go in his peace. You are dismissed.